welcome to Hustle. If you are listening for the first time, we are a new podcast focused on exploring the business journeys, trials and wins of underrepresented entrepreneurs, as well as discussing topical business related news in an engaging way. If you're listening to us for the first time, thank you so much for downloading our new podcast. Hurrah. How's it going? I'm mash up. You're mash up. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you mash up? Do you know what? I've been up and down and up and down. I've had different meetings and a few action points that I need to carry out. So mash up is the word. Mash up for a Monday evening. Mm. Wow. Already? Already. Is the rest of the week crazy as well? or? It's the same. I'm going to be mash up all week. <laughs> But we move. But we move, we move, we move, yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm not mash up, actually. I feel quite engaged, quite energetic. Um, over the weekend, Storm Kiara. Sierra. Or is it? Kira. Or Kira. I don't even know. I'm hearing different variations. But either way, this storm was mad, honestly. And I ventured out Monday evening, driving through Woolwich to go to North London. Oh, my goodness. I saw... Bins everywhere, cones everywhere, fences everywhere. It was absolute madness. It's crazy. But I survived it. I'm here. Mm, train tracks didn't. Oh, yeah. Did you see that news article? There was like a trampoline on, I think maybe one of the southern railways. Oh, so my a trampoline goodness. just flew onto the rail track and no service. Oh, my goodness. My, my, my brother and his girlfriend, they're trapped in Barcelona. But that's not, that's not a bad thing. That's, that's, that's like not bad. Two extra three days in Barcelona because the because of weather. I mean, as long as they don't pick up on that coronavirus, <laughs> and, <laughs> that's another thing. Oh my goodness! I think I think Spain's alright though. I don't think there's any suspected cases for now. For now, for now. Fingers crossed. It's it's it's, it's all good. Mm. Um, but other than that, it's all been all been fine. And I guess getting into today's episode, we thought it would be a great idea to discuss mentorship mm. and how one can secure a mentor which I feel is really relatable to anyone if I'm being honest because everyone can benefit from a mentor be it a business mentor a career mentor an educational mentor they are just I think essential pieces of humans that sounds really weird but do you know what I mean like key they're key key, key people key components to your success exactly. essentially exactly yes. yes but how do you how do you how do you actually go about finding a mentor is what we want to discuss today Farad do you, do you have a mentor or mentors I actually have mentors good so good. I have three mentors actually tell me about them but they're all very different so remember before when I wanted to be an academic mm-hmm. and I wanted to do a PhD. Usually in that field, a mentor is really essential mm-hmm. to guide you through that process. Mm-hmm. So the process of completing a PhD or doing a piece of research or even career development. So I still have that mentor. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a personal relationship, but it's also kind of to help guide me in specific areas of my life. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and then my second mentor was somebody that I actually seeked out through a scheme. And so okay. this was to actually, when I developed the business, to help me, take me to the next what level. What business are we talking about? Language waves. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, when I started that, I kind of needed somebody who had the know-how. So somebody yeah. who had started their own business from scratch, um, traded successfully, uh, sold it on, uh, made money, and knows what it's like to be in business. 
And then my third mentor is a little bit different. It's a, a like a family friend. Nice. And this is somebody who kind of guides me in just my personal life Amazing. in general, motivates me, mm-hmm. keeps my spirits up. Um, yeah. I like that. So you, you have a mentor serving or supporting you for different facets of your life. All the areas of my life that yeah. somebody can help guide me, I usually take advice. Amazing. And then there's also the kind of, um, and that one is an informal relationship. Yeah, the latter one. The latter one is mm-hmm. an informal relationship. And the first two are pretty formal. Mm-hmm. Amazing. And how would you, what's your definition of mentorship? So my definition of mentorship is um, an ind- so a mentor helps an individual learn about their field and their role and they're generally more senior and experienced so like I was saying my business mentor yeah. has actually been there and done that yeah. so they have the credentials they have the experience they have the know-how and they know how to kind of propel you to the top and get the best out of you mm-hmm. amazing I I have I have men- a mentor I would like to get two more, but this mentor for now is, is, is really, really useful for what I thought I need um, him for. But just talking at, just talking about, actually, we touch on the mentor I feel that's been probably the most impactful for me in, in my life was a mentor I actually met on LinkedIn. I think I've said this before. If you're not on LinkedIn, I don't know what you're doing. I mean, before I was on LinkedIn, I don't know what I was doing either. <laughs> because LinkedIn is, it's amazing. And I remember, I must have been maybe like early, early to mid-20s, and I was interested in a particular industry. It was community investment, CSR. And at the time, I had a friend who was so savvy on, on, on LinkedIn. She was just, she was moving mad. I was like, listen, I need to, I need to learn a couple of things from her. And she said to me, just message somebody. Message somebody who you feel has a career that you would, you would like. And basically in a way, turn them into a mentor, ask them how they, how they got there. And I was quite lucky that this lady was so given of her time. I mean, literally she would, um, she went through my CV and redid it for me, helped me sort of make it a bit more stronger. And when I had interviews, when I started getting interviews, because the CV, the CV that I had was really good, we would like um, have mock interviews at six, seven o'clock in the morning. This is a woman with a really, really, really busy um, schedule. She was quite senior in an oil company um, at the time. And she she was phenomenal, phenomenal. On top of that, she became also a sponsor, which is different from a mentor. And that a sponsor basically is like your sort of workplace champion. They, they're pulling opportunities in front of you, making those opportunities and pushing you to go for them and prepping you. So you're best prepared to get those opportunities. And she actually connected me to um, a role in her company and helped me interview for it. And although I didn't get the role because it was a little bit too senior, I just found that so invaluable. This is a woman that was, you know, pushing me and believed in me to the point where she was putting her professional reputation on the line uh, as well. I think it's so amazing that somebody who is so busy can give up their time to help somebody who is no one to them. Exactly. And I think it speaks to the fact that she naturally is such a kind, giving, warm woman 
she naturally she 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 values and and draws fulfillment from giving back and supporting. She might have seen a bit of herself in me. I don't I don't know. I do you know what? That's something really important that you've touched on because I know in one of my mentor relationships, I kind of felt like why does this person give me so much? Mm. Why do they take the time with me? Why do they go through this process with me? And it was only until I realized actually there's something within me. Yes that they see and mm-hmm. there's something within me that can also even support them exactly. and also can even make them look really good yeah so sometimes you think it's a one-way process that someone's just always. kind of pouring into uh-huh. you but maybe there's something that they see in you that you're worth that time exactly exactly and just touching on my um the mentor that i have now if, if you if you saw him you just think so unlikely this is like a middle-aged man um, former partner of a global law firm. We met two jobs ago where he was um, on one of the boards that I was supporting. And this man is so knowledgeable. He coaches and mentors at the same time. But to have a man, you know, who was born and raised in what, Doncaster, a really sort of white working class background, to sort of rise to become a partner of an international law firm and obviously now he has his own business but still makes time for me he's always interested in my life what I'm getting up to um he likes taking a coaching approach to stuff but some things he might he would just tell me his professional opinion and be like no don't don't do it like, like this don't, <laughs> don't waste your time like do it like do you know what I mean yeah and I really value that because he's probably got like 40 years on me in terms of so do you go to him for advice in general or there's specific things that you would go to him for I think it's more related to sort of career mostly, but also at the same time understanding my motivations for doing things. He's like a, a board. I reflect a sounding often. board. A sounding board, exactly. So things like, you know, what does success look like for you? That what what are you hoping to achieve from this particular role or, or position? How is that helping you achieve future goals? And obviously, as a man. You know, he's a, he's a lawyer, so he's in, I think he's quite logical in terms of, like, detail and, 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 and steps. But you can see the bigger picture because he's very strategic. He was leading, like, you know, global divisions, like, million-dollar transactions. So he, he can see the bigger picture, and that, that helps me. So just, I didn't get that there, but was that relationship an organic one, or did yes. you seek... Okay. Well, well yeah, yeah, yes and no. It's basically... Um, yeah, it was organic because he was on one of these educational boards I was um, supporting. And we, we became quite close. I liked his the way he thought. He was trying to make an impact using his knowledge um, regards to teach, teachers and, you know, the impact in sort of inner city secondary schools. And we became unlikely friends. Like, I think he admired the way I handled the group and, you know, the organisation and, you know what I was trying to achieve and I was he would this field was completely new to him like the whole educational sector was new he was learning loads mm. um but I also realized that I was learning a lot from him the way he conducted meetings you know the way he addressed certain um challenges it was all so effortless it sounds like a very transdirectional relationship so you're both yeah. learning from each other Absolutely. even though he probably has more experience than you, oh, yeah. a vast ton exactly. of experience. He's probably kind of learning things from you as I well. Think so. I think and I'm it's a bit of nice a... when you can have that relationship no, where it's kind completely. of you're not looking up to someone like they're God. Yes. 
because that's a different mm, type of mm. relationship, don't you think? I agree. We, we talk about a lot of personal things. He's He's gone through certain things in his life and his family that I have experienced too, you know, which is which is really lovely. And um, he, I feel like almost because, obviously he does come from a working class background and I say I do as well, but he's now obviously a millionaire. I am almost an insight into real life for him. I think I keep him grounded. Or even remind him of his own journey. Yes, and that, yes. And kind of people like things that remind them of something. Yeah, or yeah. sometimes I've had people say to me, hmm, you're like me yeah and it's that kind of human nature yeah. thing that we like people that are like ourselves yes and absolutely. so we would never mentor somebody who's you know completely yeah. different to us yeah. or we don't like them yeah. or we don't share the same values yeah. yeah so there's something about a mentor and a mentee having some shared values yeah. they could be different people yeah but there's just something shared there. I agree I agree and what he does now is very different he's you know he's not in the world of law anymore but he's in a different field where people pay him a lot of money for but I feel I'm getting some support almost like I'm not paying for it it's a freebie it's a freebie say it say it I, I can't I can't afford him to be honest but he's always he's like my friend as well so he's happy to give the time I'm gonna email him actually afterwards because I've not heard from him Aww. for a while but he's such a good man really really nice um, man that helps me um a lot which I really really appreciate and I feel like I come to him and he comes to me like we checking each other but I'm not What's the word like? I'm not draining, and it's something I think will go into the steps of of mentoring. Yeah, later on. I'm not. I'm not a huge drain on him. Mm. Do you know what I mean? I'm not needy. Yeah. yeah. Have you ever seen people that say, for example, someone's identified that they need a mentor? Yeah. But they kind of choose a mentor based on kind of the success of that person. So say, for example, it's a person mm. that's in a completely different field to you, but because they're a millionaire, billionaire, yes. they're doing really well you want to be around mm. them Have you yeah i feel like it's almost i think that's that is a desire to want to be mentored by somebody more successful but also it's also about building networks as well like if you're associated or you know somebody you have some type of relationship with somebody who is successful be it financially um or um they just know a lot of different people you want to be associated with them because naturally you could possibly benefit from it as well and you're constantly learning from people like that mm, you can do but if you don't connect with that person you have to connect yes so once again if you and that person do not have the same shared values mm -hmm. but you're just looking up to them because of their success level yes. that's not exactly going no, to work and it's no. not a great mentor mentee I relationship i agree because that person will look at you like so what obviously what can you give me why am i I know so many people. Why should I give you my time? Like my time. Is, what can is you precious. offer me? Exactly. And what am I going to benefit out of? Yes. Me mentoring you because ultimately you want your mentee to be a success. Yeah. And you want to kind of be associated Absolutely. with that success. So that's an aspect that people kind of forget because they think actually it's it's kind of like do gooder. Yeah. You I just want to help me because mm. I need help. It's not all about altruism, is it? It's not. You actually have to be somebody sorry guys, worthy. Of yes. being, you have to actually help yourself. There you go. Someone has to see you as somebody who's actually go. making steps. There you, go. there you go. And that's how you exactly. can secure a mentor. 
this is a good segue into the steps we have because you know hustle family we're, we're about providing you know concrete knowledge um, knowledge exactly we want to we want to we want to, we want to help you get a mentor um essentially so we've got some um pointers and tips about securing uh, uh, a mentor and uh farah do you want to go in with do you want to say go in with do you really watch those youtube videos yeah. i'm going to go in with my um honey scrub natural hair conditioner <laughs> all the naturalistas out there you know I'm gonna... all the makeup artists and now i'm going to go in with my highlighter well, yeah you know I'll just say step one. Okay, step one. So step one is called the inflection period. And you have to know who who you, who do you want to mentor you? Why do you want that person to mentor you? What is your business and what are you going to gain? Mm-hmm. So from the offset, you need to have some kind of goals, some realist and some realistic things that are going to be achieved through mentorship. So you don't go into it blind and just mm-hmm. say, I'm going to meet you and then suddenly things are going to work out. Mm-hmm. Before you even introduce yourself to this person or you even find this person, yes. figure out why do you need a mentor uh-huh. and what that's going to do for you. Fantastic. So, I like that. So I, I like could that. say for me, the reason why I wanted a mentor was I wanted to find out what other things could I be doing in my business? Uh-huh. How could I monetize on certain aspects? And also with structures and processes, you you just want to know how to fine-tune things uh-huh. and so if you have questions you need people that have answers absolutely fantastic step two do your background research i think it's really important because potentially anyone can be um a mentor but once you know your goals you can start focusing on who might be the appropriate uh, mentor so i would i would recommend writing a list of people and um, you'd like who you feel would be a good mentor to you. Um, the mentor's business backgrounds are obviously really important. And I don't necessarily feel like you have to have a mentor directly related in your industry. Mm. I don't I don't I don't feel that's a necessity because it depends on what the, the goal is. I feel like they need to have some know how of what it is that you might want to do. Yeah, exactly. So But it also depends at what stage you're at yes. in your yes, career or exactly. your business because arguably a business mentor if you said i need a business mentor to help me secure contracts that can re- apply to retail it can apply to um in consultancy it can, can apply to lots of different industries because it's the skills and the the know-how that they're, they're, they're teaching it's not necessarily the content you know mm. that the knowledge as such is the it's, it's the skill of how to do it. Of how to do it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So it depends on the goal. I think. I think when you're starting up. So say for example, you're kind of generalist and you're starting and you want to work with your business plan or mm-hmm. how you do this and how you do that. Then you could go to kind of anybody that has experience Those, in business in yes. general. Mm-hmm. Then you kind of move up a level there you go. and say your business has started you want to scale up. Uh Now you want to scale up. The best person to go to is someone who has done what you're doing and scaled up. But not necessarily the same industry. Well... I think we're begging to differ. No, no, no. I, I, I do think it's the same industry. And the reason I say that is there's 
specific things that 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 person knows about your industry that they can guide you on Mm. whereas somebody who's kind of generalist so they do have that business know-how and they're very good at business but they might not understand these kind of finite details about your business and there could be somebody that knows these finite details that can actually help you maneuver them a bit Mm. better it does it does depend because I think for myself there's a general kind of business but then for the kind of nitty-gritty of speech and language therapy and how to do specific things it's almost like I needed somebody who's been there and done that okay Okay, so I guess Whereas, the stage is it, it, it depends on the stage and where you're at. It depends on the stage, but it also depends on the niche. Mm. Okay, interesting. It, yeah. So business. So the, the list. Create a list um, of ideal mentors. Business industry being one, but it depends on what the business is. Yeah, some people are in very very specific niches where. Mm-hmm. Someone else has never done that before. So, so if so, as and when it feels relevant to you, I think is is quite key. And then also, I think perceived accessibility. So, if you have um, an ideal mentor that you know you know personally that travels a lot of the time or is never really in the country, would they be an ideal mentor too? If you can't get hold of them, so what, what do you think their perceived accessibility um, is? What what time would they have for you? I think that's really important to bear to bear in mind. Um, I would then also say um, your LinkedIn connections or rather connections you'd like to have is useful because LinkedIn, if you don't know, actually showcases people's profiles. You see their career history, you see their expert knowledge um, and where they excel at. So I think that's really useful. If you're part of any university alumni networks, that's also really useful. Oh, they're really great. They're really good. They're Particularly you get your magazine, your sort of alumni magazine and you know, no, I, no I, don't, I don't get the magazine. Oh, I get the magazine, but I see people... Do you pay like, for that? I know. You don't pay for it. Okay. You just sign up. UCL, are quite good at it. And LSE, also really good. They're my two former unis. Big up UCL and LSE, um, <laughs> former graduates. Top 10. Top 10. Well, you know how we do here. Something like that. <laughs> but they, they, they have a, they, they've actually worked really hard on their alumni networks. So and when you see people that graduated like 30, 40 years ago, and you're like, Wow. They're still alive. They're, they're still alive, <laughs> heading countries, um, you know, mm. financial institutions, really interesting things like that. So I think definitely check up your university alumni networks. Eventbrite events. If you've gone to any um, events via Eventbrite or Meetup, what connections have you made that you think could be um, p- possibly useful in your journey to finding um, a good a good mentor? And um, what else? I, I, business networking events that you go to. Who do you regularly see at some business networking events you frequent that you think you can learn a lot from? And then I'd even go as far as to say your dream mentor. It's a, it's a long shot, but why not put them on the list? I think you should. You should. And if you can't connect with your dream mentor, just kind of follow their career trajectory. It's like this kind of having a hero. Yeah. So someone to look up to because yeah. you can kind of see what their accolades are. There you so go. So try to emulate them. them. You never know, they might, they might, they might answer you. Well, story here. <laughs> story time. I've never told you. So when I got on LinkedIn like two years ago, mm-hmm. um, I got really excited because I could like access all these people and I yeah. never had that before. Crazy start messaging people. I was a bit of a, what's the word for that? Eager beaver. Yeah. <laughs> and so there was this lady and she is like a speech and language therapist, but she 
like comments on TV programs mm. to do with children. She's kind of, that, that woman she, 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 she's, to go to talking head. Yeah, she's that kind of cookie cutter mm. speech and language therapist. I thought, oh my god. I want her to mentor me. Mm-hmm. So you know what I did? You messaged her. I messaged her, but it was just like, hi, can you mentor me? Oh my goodness. God. Was that bad? Very bad. Well, I didn't get a response. Of course you didn't. <laughs> Why didn't I get a response? You were eager beaver. But it's, I was kind of like, you know, hey, this is me. This is the work I'm doing. Your, your career is the type of career that I would really love to have. Silence. It would be. It's about nurturing the relationship, and I think as we go through the steps, um, hustle family, you'll realise why this is important. I think when you approach it, I actually wrote a LinkedIn article: how to secure a mentor by actually asking. This is this is all about the the beauty of building organic relationships. I read that, but I read it two years too late. Because <laughs> you can fall into a mentoring relationship because it's almost like it's pressure. And somebody says, "Can you mentor me?" It's like. <gasps> I don't know you from Adam. I don't, I've just, you just sent me an email. Maybe you're one of a hundred people that asked me. Take the time to cultivate it. I think that probably goes on to the next step um, for our, is to, to asking them to, you know, send them a message, asking them to meet up. Mm. And so for any relationship that you're trying to build, it's really important that you have those kinds of relationships with yes. people and you can meet up with them mm-hmm. and kind of get a place to meet up, like a coffee shop. Yeah. Nothing too formal, I think. And the first meetup should just kind of be gauging each other. Yeah. Do we even like each other? There you go. Can we work together? And sometimes you might find that somebody is your dream mentor and has those credentials, mm-hmm. but as people, you don't mesh. There you go. It's, that's really important. And even if the person that you ask to go to coffee if you meet with them, it might be sometimes that you've actually initiated contact over email and you haven't actually been out to coffee with them first. It's usually so like it's that. It's usually like that. So that first email message um, is really important. And what I would suggest writing in that, that email was saying, you know, um, hi, XXX, um, thanks for connecting with me or thanks for talking to me at the business event, you know, really, really liked your speech or what you're talking about x y and z it'd be lovely just to be to find out more about what you're doing and people like that type of flattery don't they flattery advice you know i've been seeing the kinds of things that you're doing and i would really love to find out how i could dot 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 and usually they've been asked that question a million times so they have Mm -hmm. an answer for you they have an answer pre-prepared or even i'd go even maybe one step even further, but maybe tone it down a bit. Instead of asking for advice on the outset, I would, I would actually um, ask them more questions about themselves. Like, this is so amazing what you do. I would love to learn more. I hear you're speaking at you know the Cannes Festival. Um, we'd love to hear more what you're doing because I'm also in the same industry. So let it be all about them to begin with. Well, I actually know somebody who secured an investor through, I think they worked with the person and they just kind of went for a coffee to catch up on how things were going. Mm -hmm. And she never wanted an investor Mm -hmm. or a mentor. And she ended up getting both just through just meeting up and Mm -hmm. sharing her story, what she's been up to. And the person said, oh, I really love that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Let me invest 70K. Wow. So... You never know. 
as you see, like it, you just never know what someone can do for me for you if they're brought into important to you. And I think that's that ver- very interesting thing about you can go out and seek a mentor. Mm. And kind of that spiritual aspect of a mentor seeking you. Yeah, so yeah, it, 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 Sometimes it can be people that you're not looking for. Yeah. And you meet, and that's also an opportunity to share with them and express mm-hmm. yourself. Fantastic. Get that relationship going. Step four, maintain contact with your ideal mentor or mentors. So I think once you've had your first coffee um, or um, once you sort of introduced yourself in that initial email... It's important to maintain contact, even if you've never met up with them. And by that, I mean having an email exchange or coffee. It could be once every quarter, not too often, depending on their um, availability. And thank them for their time when they've met up with you or when um, you've um, exchanged something of, of um, in an email exchange. And then end with a piece of advice that you'd like to seek from them. So you've been talking, you've caught up, what they've been up to, what you've been up to, and you might say, oh, just by the way, I'm, I'm working on this new project, um, finding this area a little bit difficult. Um, do you have any advice just mm-hmm. to round up the coffee or to round up the, the email? And I find that people that like giving advice, um, people that like building relationships, people that like um, sharing their story with you will happily, happily do it. And mind you... Your previous email encounters have mostly been about them or about things you're working for. You haven't necessarily asked for anything. I think that's the key. Don't ask too soon because it seems like that's all you're after. You're not interested in, in, in me and what I do. You just want advice. Some people might be happy to give you that, but I think it's better to build up a relationship first so you know about them and their business and their interests and they know about you. And then round up once in a while, oh, just to let you know, I'm just looking for a bit of advice on this or work on this. How would you approach it as a roundup? And they'll be happy to give that give that advice to you mm. if you connect well. I agree. And that's a very kind of sophisticated, sophisticated way of communicating because sometimes you might forget that you're with this person to get something out of them. Mm. And so you could just go for hours having the chat. I know, I know. And then you leave that really priceless session. Yes. And you might not see them for quite a while with nothing so you've you've built up a rapport Mm -hmm. but you haven't taken any action points there you go and whenever you have a meeting or anything like that pick up an action point Mm -hmm. something that you can work on Mm -hmm. in the time away from them you should always kind of go into everything with what am I going to get out of it what points am I going to achieve and round it up Mm -hmm. nicely kind of like wrap it up in a bow and that's important because these people are busy people. If they just know, oh, for all to meet up with me, we're going to chat for like two hours and nothing, there's like, what's the point? It was pointless. And I can chat for two hours. <laughs> so for me, it's always, we ha- it's almost kind of scripted. it. Yes. Hi, how are you? Yeah, I've been up to, you want to segue into that area mm-hmm. and you want them to kind of mull over. You, you, you share, you know what, I've ha- been having this problem lately. I've been doing this and mm. this. And, and then they will just give you the solution without yes. you saying, can you tell me what to do? Because mm. they'll say, oh, I remember a time when mm-hmm. dot, dot, dot. There you go. So it's it's almost kind of, it's natural. Yes. But you've got to guide it. You have to, you have to. I think once you've been given some advice, um, follow up again, of course, in the email. Thank you them for the time because they don't actually have to be there. Thank them for, the, for, for their time. 
and then later on maybe uh two or three weeks later follow up again and just say oh by the way the advice you gave me if you decided to implement it was great because this has been the impact mm. report impact and respecting their time is something really important for step five. Uh -huh. So these are busy people. You want to respect their time. How uh -huh. can you do that? Uh -huh. Well, you can return the favor for them. Yes. What is it that you can do for them that makes it worthwhile for them to meet up with you? So figure out, is it, you know, something admin based? Uh you know, um, can't think of anything else. I um, think if, if, you, if you've been listening properly in your mentoring sessions or conversations with them, they, they would definitely tell you what they're working on. So if you know your mentor is, has got this big deal mm. and might be really time scraps, was looking for a piece of information, a person that can help with something, suggest somebody in your network. Mm. Oh, I know you're working on this at the moment and you've been looking for somebody that can professionally edit well i remember for my old professor i would meet up with her students so her stu her soon-to-be students i would kind of verse them on her latest research what she's doing Amazing. and how they can kind of build up their research questions mm -hmm. that meant she didn't have to meet up with them that saved right. her time right. and that meant she had more time to meet up with me to do my phd proposal hey, that is, that's, that's 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 clever because you're i guess what you're doing is you're reciprocating, aren't you? Yeah, and you're also learning new skills. Mm -hmm. So I know sometimes people feel like, oh, I'm above this. I don't want to do diary management for somebody. I want to be, you know, yeah. doing more important things. But these little things, number one, build up your skills, mm -hmm. build up your connections. Mm -hmm. They show that you're reliable. Yes. And they show you're someone valid. Yes. And you never know, your mentor could be in a position where they're hiring people. And they become your sponsor. They yeah, Farah is amazing. I think she should be hired. And they advocate for you and, 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 when you're not there. And many a time, I've got an interview not based on my skills or credential, but mm. because somebody else referred me and said, "You know what? I think she can do it." Amazing. So it speaks volumes. Fantastic. So how can you be of service? What can you do to give back? And that relates to step six, is um, which is do something that will impress them. You know, you're, you're impressing them with being reliable, with being punctual, with offering solutions, with making their lives maybe that little bit more um, easier and, and, less, and less stressful. And it also makes them feel that the meetings are not too onerous. Oh, Pharrell wants to meet up with me again. She just takes and takes and takes. Nobody likes a taker. Nobody does. Sometimes give. <laughs> Sometimes give, yeah. It's not everyday take. And yeah. they're all, and, and also they're watching you. They're, they're, there are probably a lot of people around you that are watching you. So you always kind of want to be the best version of yourself. You and you do. want to be proactive and, and, and doing things. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And what can happen out, out of these relationships is that it almost becomes, depending on the person, a friendship. You know, they, they will like meeting up with you and they'll be asking you about your family, your children, your, your you know, your, your parents, mm. how that holiday was. Um, and you can start talking about... You know, some 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 more personal issues. It's a it can be a lifelong relationship. Yeah. I think a good mentoring relationship that is successful uh -huh. is actually a lifelong relationship where this person is seeing you through different aspects of your business, different career changes, and new experiences. When you say lifelong, do you mean in terms of 
different aspects of your life or the length of the, the mentoring, like two years, three years? Because I, I kind of feel like some mentors serve just a purpose for a particular time. But, do, but even if they serve a purpose for a particular time, if you've had a good relationship with them mm. and a good experience with them... You'll still be in touch with them. Why not let it flow? Mm. Yeah. I mean, does, it, does there need to be a cut-off point? I, mean, I don't think there does. But sometimes some relationships naturally fizzle. I, th- I feel like not every... It's like almost like this, this saying that, you know, some friends in your life for a season, season a reason. Or reason. Do you know what I mean? Uh, I feel like men- mentorship can be like that. It, de- it depends. It doesn't have to be um, by force, if that makes sense. Like, if it's not... Like, if you've gained all that you can from a particular mentor at a certain stage of your business or period in your life... That's true. You, there's no reason why you can't sort of move on. And that does kind of go back to what we were saying in step two, knowing, was it step one, knowing why you want a mentor, yes. what you're going to achieve you from go. that relationship. So if from the outset you know, actually, I need this mentor to complete my business plan. Mm-hmm. Well, once your business plan is done, do you still need that yeah. mentor relationship? It might be then... If or can it sure, change? Can it change? There we so go. now it's a friendship relationship yes. and that actual mentoring is yeah. not... Because mentoring is a... There's a process to it. Mm-hmm. A friendship can happen out of it. Yes. Or sometimes it can start off as a friendship and then turning yeah. to mentoring. Yeah. So it, it's, it's quite can be quite complex which uh-huh. goes in very well to step seven which is about formalizing that mental relationship if, you wish. if yeah if you want to so at the very offset if you know that I meet my mentor once every two weeks we talk about a b and c then we email uh-huh. or it could be a bit more relaxed and uh-huh. you can phone each other you can text each other you can uh-huh. it it depends on what you want from that relationship but it's always I find it's always good to formalize the relationship so when you say formalize what do you mean because what I see it as actually saying will you like will you be my mentor mentor? like does this person know that they're your mentor Uh because if they are your mentor I feel like you might if you tell them well if you ask them to be your mentor and you formalize a mentor relationship that can formalize how many times in a year you meet up, how many mm. emails you have, um, what your specific goals are and how you're going to achieve them. Mm. If you have a relationship that's a bit more relaxed and informal, it, it can kind of, you can talk to them whenever, different mm. stages, you can not see them for four months and mm-hmm. then when you need them. So mm-hmm. it's kind of like a as and when required mm. But if there is like a formalization period where it's actually I need you for 12 months while I'm setting this up, Mm. because my um, academic mentor, sometimes I don't speak to her for a year, but we have a relationship. Yeah. And she will email me when she needs something. I will email her when I need something, but Mm -hmm. also, you know, for personal things or career development. Mm -hmm. And so even though she's not involved in business, even with my business, I'll go to her and let her know about where I'm at Mm -hmm. and she might advise in a different way okay but that relationship isn't a formal formal one one. but my formal one yes emails are very clear Mm -hmm. time and dates are very specific yeah I make sure I'm five minutes early to meetings Mm -hmm. um so it's 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 a little bit more 
And I guess with that, you're being, you know, you are being held to account. You're, you are turning up at meetings. You're doing the work. They've set you. If they've set you any work, that that ties into impressing them. You are making that commitment. Yeah, it's interesting. I don't know. I think I prefer the latter. Like, I don't really feel I need to ask somebody, "Are you my? Can you be my mentor?" Like, I don't feel that matters to me. Like, but sometimes remember when you go into a kind of work. Um, business programs uh-huh. or the princess trust uh-huh. or, or programs that it offer depends. a mentor yes. it depends what sort of it, approach you, it, you it, think will best suit it's you. formalized of so your so your meetings are set up and you yeah. do go through a formal period where it's oh so will you be my mentor uh-huh. and they will say do you want do you want yes. to be my mentee so it's a it's formal because it's for that period of, of course, time of course. and they need to get you yeah. somewhere and you From need to get yourself, to whereas, goals, whereas yeah. my, my professor doesn't matter if the business is going well or not. She just wants to see me as a person do well. Mm. Interesting. So it depends. It depends. Okay. I think just speaking of other options, you've spoken about, you know, formalized mentoring programs. I was um, listening to this podcast called in Good Company by Ateka Uwagbu. I think I mentioned this podcast um, a couple episodes ago. You did, yeah. And um, she was interviewing uh, Elaine Walterworth, who I think is amazing. She's a former editor of Team Vogue. And she was speaking of a kind of digital uh, mentoring where nowadays, you know, we can, we've got incredible access to our role models. They could be celebrities. They could be, you know, business tycoons. We know what they're doing because most likely they're not. They have a social media presence and we can follow them. We can follow what they're doing on social media. We can listen to all the interviews they've done on, on YouTube or or any of the print um, interviews they've done and almost follow a career trajectory. So we can be inspired and have a role model without actually even um, them knowing who we are, we're emulating them from a distance. Mm. We are watching their moves. We are applying that to our business or, or, or our career or our educational path. And there are mentors without them even knowing it. And I thought that was really powerful because even if you don't have the confidence to develop a, a, you know, an organic mentoring relationship, which we've discussed, or you don't feel like you want to apply for something quite formal because you might think it's a bit awkward, you can actually have a digital mentor mm. from afar. So it's basically your hero yes. that you want to emulate their steps to success. Mm-hmm. So Steve Jobs or something like that. Exactly. And that's really interesting because that's also, if you read somebody's um, autobiography mm-hmm. that's one way of yeah, you get to find out very intimate details exactly. about their lives and the different steps that they took to create mm-hmm. their business and we, say, we call them role models don't we but they're mentors as well they're, they're they're mentors for us even though you don't have that kind of direct yes relationship where mm-hmm. they're talking back to you there you go but i agree yeah. and i and i think that's really powerful mm-hmm. in fact it's something that anybody can have if you if you if you're not on LinkedIn or any other type of similar platform where you know you don't have access to people like that, or if you don't want to apply for a formal mentoring program, you could just have your your role model. Just read up about them. That's, Their words are 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 mentorship essentially. That, do you know what? That's really profound. So, do you have like a hero or a role model or somebody whose life or career inspires you, or you'd like to emulate? 
There might be multiple people, yeah. actually. Um, it's quite a couple of figures. Okay, I'll, I'll start with Michelle Dama because I like her fearlessness. Have you read her um, autobiography? Guilty, I haven't. <sighs> Catching my pearls. I need to get it. I actually need to get a copy. It, it is really, really good because it's so accessible in terms of the language, how it's written. And um, I did actually go to when she was at the South Bank. I tried to get tickets at the South Bank when she was talking about, you know, you know her book um, and was being interviewed. But what, what I like about her is that she is somebody that is fearless in the sense that any boundary, anything that seems unachievable, she works towards it and tries to achieve that goal, even if deep down she feels not confident. I feel like she, throughout her, her life, has kind of got used to being comfortable, feeling uncomfortable, and accepts it as a natural part of, of, of growth or her learning process. And I really admire that about her. I like the fact also that um, she's managed to balance family with having a career and, and, and a marriage and public persecution at some points. Like, she's she's juggled many, many, many... She's amazing. She's amazing. Many balls. And I see I see bits of her life in me. Like, at the moment, as you know, you know, working mother, and that can be absolutely insane. But she gives me inspiration that just keep going, develop mechanisms and it's, processes yeah. to go through it. And I, and I love it. I think it's nice to see somebody that is kind of doing it all because it lets you know that it is possible that you can have a child or you can have a business. You can yes. be married to the president yes. of the United States but still have your own. Yes. And it is possible. It's possible. She didn't she hasn't she didn't lose herself in being a first lady, I feel. She hasn't lost herself in being um a mother when she was at Sydney Austin or when she was at um I think she had a really senior role in in the Chicago hospitals. She didn't, like, lose herself. She's got so many, she has so many different identities. Do you know what I mean? It's powerful, yet it's delicate. Powerful, yet delicate. Do you know what I mean? And so honest about her own insecurities and her own uh, challenges. She's also good at building relationships. That's what I really it's like crucial. about her. And you know what? I can't, I can't actually recall another first lady who has had that much of an mm. impact for me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I agree. Half the time, I don't remember their names. Now, I remember Hillary Clinton, but that's yes, because she's, she's running. Yeah. But apart from that, I couldn't tell you who George Bush Sr. was married to. Laura. Laura. It was, it but, was Laura. But, but you just know yeah. the name. Just, you, know the you, name. you don't know the woman mm, behind the name. Behind the name. And it's the same thing with Melania as well. Did you see? Oh, did you see that she's used a lot of Michelle Obama's speeches? Yes, her the speech writers one of her first speeches was was basically nearly identical to Michelle Obama's. So basically, that's her hero. Yeah, essentially. <laughs> that's basically How what we're you? talking about. Do you have a hero? I've got. Do you know what? I've got multiple, but mm-hmm. they they change depending on different stages of life mm-hmm. or different kind of ideas or things mm-hmm. I'm into so one of mine is Napoleon Hill so he wrote mm-hmm. Think and Grow Rich yes, yes yes everybody needs to read Think and Grow Rich and so he he did a bunch of interviews with rich millionaires and billionaires and mm-hmm. kind of found the secret to the steps to mm-hmm. success and the fact that he did that research and then sh- kind of shared it with everybody mm. is powerful to me mm-hmm. and those steps are really it's just amazing work mm-hmm. so I respect that mm-hmm. but then also one of the other ones is Steve Jobs yeah 
because he's so innovative and it's that kind of breaking the mold yeah like creating a new system that makes the old one mm. just obsolete he was he was disruptive and and he i think his vision in particular is what many people kind of idolize it, he had a vision that people didn't see it, it's powerful because he thought you know an ipod mm-hmm. then it's going to be a watch on your mm. wrist and it's all these things that people thought, well, why would you want that? And mm. he made you want something. You want it, yeah. You built a culture. And that is powerful. Yes. And that's, that's, that's visionary. When people talk about visionary, that, that's what it is. It creates something new that changes the world and makes... Just, you know what I'm saying? Mm. No, no, absolutely. Like, it's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Be good to hear from you. Who are your mentors, or do you even have a mentor? Do you, do you share with us, um, you know, at our Instagram handle, which is Founder Hustle, and also um, email us at Podcast uh, Hustle. Also, what what type of relationship do you do you prefer? Obviously, we've mentioned formal relationships, that organic building relationship, mm. which I think the two of us quite quite prefer and and like. But also digital, this sort of having a mentor from afar and emulating them. It'd be great to hear your, your, your thoughts on that uh, as well. Hmm. Well, I think that brings us to the end of this episode. Thanks so much for, for tuning in to Hustle and, and stay tuned for our next episode. Ta-ta. Ta-ta. Ta-ta.